All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex. And today, who do you have for his wife? We have the Sugar Detox Queen. What, what, what? <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Um, Lorraine, Tell us who she is. Kearney. Did I say her last name right? Kearney. Kearney. I was going to say. It's, so it's like Kearney, she, New Jersey with the knee at the end. Kearney. Kearney. She's never actually said one guest's last name right. <laughs> nah, I said I said Sarah's last name right. What's her last name? Weinber. N- wine. You- wine <laughs> Wine Reb. Wine Reb. There you gotcha. go. <laughs> like, if I if I'm ever a, which I'm hoping to be a teacher. <laughs> that's like my goal is to be a teacher. I'm just gonna be like, why doesn't everyone stand in a line and you come to me and tell me your last name? <laughs> yeah, that's what I did with teaching too. Because yeah. there's so many different names in different cultures. That and people get people can get offended. Like, I don't get offended if someone says my last name. Like, my maiden name is Beatty, and people say Beatty okay. or Betty or Beauty, which I think is interesting because <laughs> there's no you. But I shouldn't be the one to judge because, I don't know, I feel like I just get stressed out about yeah. it. And names then I make up... They are. Like, yeah. Okay, so anyway. who do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so Lorraine held a BAS, Bachelor's in Science, and an NDTR, Nutritional Dietetic, sorry about my phone. Technician registered. Technician, there's the T. Yes. <laughs> she is an adjunct professor at the City University of New York, Cornell University guest speaker, and sugar detox expert. Her wow. background is in dietetics, food science, and psychology. Lorraine graduated from SUNY, accredited by the Commissions of Dietetics. Lorraine loves to give back to the community by volunteering her services to many organizations around the city, such as God's Love We Deliver, Food Bank of New York, and Wounded Warrior Project. She owns her own practice in Manhattan and offers many different services and nutritional plans. Welcome. Thanks for <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this, and um, it's perfect timing because I just finished my well, almost finished my month of no sugar. And I feel like ever since I met you, which I think was like a year or two ago, two, two years. years probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned all about your sugar detox program and I always thought, yeah, that's probably something that would be good for me to do. But I think fear a little bit held me back and also... Um, my excuse is like, well, I don't have that much sugar, so really, I mean, what am I gonna? Right. So yeah, when she started, I'm like, to be fair, you don't really eat that much sugar. Yeah. Like compared to what I consume versus what you consume, it's like way. Yeah. W- the the tail the scale is tipped way in my direction. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it wasn't even harder to cut out just that last little bit, since that's a sense of joy. Yeah, and I th- I think the the biggest thing for me and why I finally pushed myself to do it was because I have this Pavlovian response after I eat a meal. I'm like, I'd like a piece of chocolate right now. (laughs) And I'm, I have more of a salty tooth. Like if I were to cut out salt, that would be, that would be a disaster. That's where, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Please don't do that to me. Please. I'm begging you. (laughs) It's a whole other episode. (laughs) Be like a monster. No, she'd be fine. But I can I can restrain myself pretty well, I think, around sugar. So if I have a piece of chocolate, like, I can literally just break off one square and be fine. Okay. Where I know as some people are like, I don't understand how you do that. I have to have, like, half the bar. Yeah. Or the whole bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as someone that doesn't have necessarily, like, a sweet tooth, I wasn't aware of, like, all the stuff that was actually 
in food that is sugar you know um yeah so it's been a really cool like exploration because like i kind of did it through proxy like yeah. I, I i definitely cut it out of all of my coffee um what else did i do like i stopped kind of having sweets at work um but definitely not to the level that she did it so yeah and I, a friend of mine who did it with I'm me... I'm drinking a coconut water, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, look at the sugar in this. <laughs> it's so much sugar. But there's no added sugars. There's no so. added sugars. No. Okay. Yeah. No, that's actually not bad. So an easy way to turn the grams of sugar into teaspoons is divided by four. Oh. So there's less than three teaspoons of, added, oh, of cool. natural sugar. So it's different. It's not the added sugars. Gotcha. It's usually the added sugars. Yeah. Sweet. And I don't... And this is where I'll let you explain or speak but i still kept fruit in i don't know i can't remember if that's something that you cut out in your sugar detox do you no. cut out fruit or you le- allow fruit i allow some fruit, fruit. I, I think it's a lot of bs when they cut out fruit because i think so too yeah because fruit is natural right so we survived on that even our ancestors right so that was our first kind of candy yeah then also with the antioxidants and the vitamins and the minerals that Agreed. come in that fruit plus the fiber and Agree. it's fiber yeah. that helps reset gut health. So if you're cutting out fruit, you are also eliminating a lot of fantastic nutrients that the body needs. Totally mm. agree. When I started talking about going sugar-free, that's the first question I got was, are you still eating fruit? And my answer was, yes. Yeah. It's natural. There's a ton of vitamins and nutrients in it. Right. Yes, I am still eating yeah. fruit. Yeah. But I've, I cut out dried fruit, even though some of the dried fruit I have doesn't have added sugar to it. But I still, in my mind, dried fruit is candy, and I'm yeah. trying to... <laughs> it's definitely candy. Yeah. I'm trying to eliminate the, like, I'm not thinking about it, I'm just going to reach for something sweet because my brain is telling me that I need it, and I'm trying to listen to more of... Intuitive. Yes, be more intuitive, and so... So this leads into your Wednesday wisdom, actually. Oh, Yeah. So my Wednesday wisdom is to try sugar-free for a month. <laughs> try to go sugar-free like, for a as month. Like, as much as it scares you, because a lot of people are telling me, like, I couldn't do that. No way, no way, no way. I just try it. Like, it's not, you know you're going to survive. Like, it, yeah. it might be hard at first, but... Well, a lot of people use sugar as a crutch, too, right? Totally, so yeah. So if you're having, like, a shitty day, and it's like you come home, and then mm-hmm. you're like, I just need something to make me feel better. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, something sweet. But then totally. the minute that a sugar hits your mouth, um, a, digestive em- um, a digestive enzyme called amylase is released. So it, that's where the start of the breakdown of carbohydrates occur. Mouth pleasure, mm. right? Right. Yeah. And then once the, the digestion occurs, your body is alerted that sugar is coming in. So it's going to be like energy. Yeah. If you're having a shitty day and you don't eat for most of the day and you come home and you're exhausted and your blood sugar is dropping, your body's going to naturally want to pick up yeah. That blood sugar, right? And give you that energy boost. So sugar's great for that, right? For that quick instant boost. Right. But for a lot of people, they're not mindful to that. So they get the, the sugar highs, sugar lows, sugar highs, sugar lows. And then before you know it, it's burnout, brain fog, fatigue, exhaustion, irritability, and hangriness. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants. No. No. Yeah. I I've, I've, I stick, try to stick to nuts in the office and like seeds. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, I'll have cheese every now and then, but... I have to stay away from sugar because I'm staring at a screen. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. My <laughs> eyes get super heavy. They do. Yeah. Um, speaking of Wednesday wisdom for me, yes. um, <clears throat> healthy snacking. Uh, it's hard, but again, I went. I like steered away from like sugary stuff this last uh, like last like three weeks, like hardcore. <laughs> I still love a dried mango, and Nathan always has them in the office. 
But Do you know if your dried mango has added sugar? I'm pretty sure it does. This is like bodega mango. Okay, probably. <laughs> well, even if it's dried, it's going to be really high in sugar. Yeah. Even though that they're natural sugars, but they're, I would remove those from the sugar detox because yes. once you dry the fruit, you are removing all that fiber. So it is going to cause a spike in blood sugar levels and give you that quick pick-me-up. Oh, cool. Yep. Good to know. Yeah. But yeah, healthy snacking, especially if you work a desk job, like I do, half of the time. Half of my life is a desk job. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that's mine. Do you have any wisdom? I mean, you're about to tell us all kinds yeah, of no, wisdom. Yeah, no, you're about to drop a whole bunch of us. <laughs> Not to be so hard on yourself if you do it. And then yes, you, I love uh, that. Like, make a mistake or eat it unintentionally and then be like, oh my God, everything's rude. Just <laughs> yeah. Saying, your sister. It's not that. It's a it's a work in progress, right? Yeah. Because trying to do the sugar detox, it's more so of the like the psychological factors too of sugar, mm-hmm. or like the need or the want for it. Mm-hmm. Is it a reward or pleasure? Is it a punishment? You're going to stuff our faces. There's so many like there's so many things that food yes. means to us and that sugar means to us that it's hard to just to go cold turkey and then expect to be perfect because nobody's perfect. Yeah, that's that's kind of what pushed me is finally learn like re- realizing it and seeing it in myself that I do reach for sugar at the end of the night for reasons that are not needed. Like it's, it's always different. Um, in the, we, there was one time there was a, I think it was the very first Saturday we were going to go take my friend's exercise class and it was full. So we didn't. So we were like, well, let's go to, go to brunch. And I was like, there, there's a cafe that's by our house that has really delicious vegan banana bread. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a piece. No, no I'm not. <laughs> it's like catching yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to catch yourself. And there, almost the other day, I was making a matcha, and I just put a little bit too much matcha in, and it was super bitter, and I wanted to put coconut sugar in to just offset the bitterness. I was like, it's okay. I'm just going to add a little bit more water, dilute it a little bit, and go. it was fine. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Actually, let's backtrack. Um, how did you get into nutrition? How did you find yourself in New York? Because if you haven't noticed, you do not have a New York <laughs> accent. <laughs> um, so I think I've always been kind of interested in science. When I was a kid, my mom used to get me science books. And there was like this, it was like a magazine to like learn about the body. And then I never realized what an impact they had on me until recently. Mm-hmm. Then uh, when I moved to New York, I was the stereotypical Irish bartender, <laughs> slinging drinks for many, many years. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do something else. But I got into like fitness and then I was always interested in food. And in 2006 or 2007, I did a volunteer opportunity with the Wounded Warrior Project. Mm. So for three years, I used to house amputee soldiers in my home. Um, for like a week it would be like four or five nights at a time and then with each soldier I learned a lot about like healing process as well as uh, the impact food has on the diet and on recovery and how a person heals if they're going to heal better or not so the last soldier I had he was very sick he had just come back from Iraq and he lost his front right foot and then the toes on his left foot so he stood in a bomb but he was 23 and wanted to be independent and he just lost all of his independence and that weekend he couldn't get out of bed so the only thing that he would eat was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich Mm. you know why why because that's what his mom used to make when he was seven when he was a kid 
So three months after he left, I enrolled in nutrition and then I studied dietetics as well as psychology. Wow. Wow. Mm. And then I've been following the path since. That's wow. amazing. Ex-bartender right here. Ex-bartender right here. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it kind of makes me more realistic too as a nutritionist because when I first did the sugar detox, I had people that would be like, what do you mean? I can't drink for 21 days? Yeah. I'm no. like, no. And then I was like, Absolutely eh. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So then well, I was like, maybe let me rethink this. <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, well, what's included? What would fit the criteria? And I'm like, okay, it's a disclaimer. You're going to have way better results yeah. if you don't drink. But then if you do drink, you're not going to get to your results as fast. Yeah. Also, like, dude, anyone that drinks every night, like a lot of people in New York, try going 21 days without alcohol. You're going to feel <laughs> amazing. Right? We just did a Sober yeah. Curious podcast. Okay. Because I would consider myself like a pretty heavy, drink, heavy drinker when I was bartending. Like I drink all the time. Right. And now that I have a regular job, I'm like, I'm not paying $17 for a cocktail. Hell yeah. no. <laughs> when I was bartending, I was Irish, so they can tick that one off. Then it was like, I was a bartender, tick that one off, and a student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, um, just real quick, I know you said Wounded Warrior Project, and you work with God's Love We Deliver. Yeah. Um, I've been working with Rethink Food. Are you familiar with Rethink no. Food? They, um, so they work with Nomad and 11 Madison Park and like all those restaurants where they go pick up all the excess food oh, okay. and then they bring it back to their um navy yard um location and they have these like gourmet chefs and like people of underserved communities come in and like they learn how to cook and they like redistribute these food to like all these people and like food is medicine like it's crazy but this is like 11 madison park that's nomad awesome. food that's like unbelievable quality yeah the best of the best <clears throat> and um yeah uh, but one of the chefs works a lot with uh, God's Love We Deliver. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, that seems like a really yeah. cool one, too. It is. Because hunger is solvable. It's a logistics issue. It is. And especially like in the, the city, too, with a lot of the underserved when you're going into their population. Like, even like food is viewed more so from a budget standpoint instead of a nourishing standpoint. Right. Right, so it's kind of like, oh, here's X amount of dollars. What can you get for that? And it's usually like the, not the greatest policy. But when, by changing that, because I worked with the Department of Health and working with farmers to bring oh vegetables to wow. low-income neighborhoods. Crazy. That was, I absolutely loved it. I think that's part of the Irish in me too. It's like, bring me back to the fruits and veggies. Yeah. <laughs> and the farms. Yeah. Um, what was that? What was that show that came out with? Um, is it? Is it's, it's super loud. loud. I'm sorry. We are the oh. the building behind us burned down not that long ago, so they're they're clearing all the wreckage. Oh, so okay. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll do what I can in post, but yeah. Um, Oliver, what's Jamie Oliver? Yeah. Um, when he that I can't remember what the name of that show the was. Yes, where he'd go to um, elementary schools and show a picture of like a fruit and a vegetable, and they would have no idea oh, was what like it was. When I was like in like Harlem oh, or South Bronx. That's crazy. We go into like preschools and be like, "What's your favorite color?" And kids would be like, "Green, red." I'd be like, "So what fruit is green or red?" And they're like, "I don't know. Oh, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, and then you try and like like cut up an apple and try and give it to them, and they'd be like terrified. Yeah. Of it, but. Uh, Jamie Oliver too. Did you ever see the episode where he goes? It's called Pink Slime. Oh yeah, yes. the chicken episode. No, the cow. The cow episode. No. Explain. Google it if you uh, <laughs> like. It's disturbing how they clean like stomach, 
the cow's stomach and organs and mix it with bleach and then like process it and then slap it into a hamburger yeah, and feed it crazy. to the kids. That's nuts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> delicious, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, your love of food kind of came from volunteering with a Wounded Warrior Project, or I like always, always. Loved okay. Food. So when I was growing up back at home, um, I went to Catholic school. And we used to have like home economics, mm-hmm. which was like teaching women how to sew and teaching women how to, <laughs> to cook. cook. And then when I was in secondary school, which is like equivalent to high school. My mom used to work evenings, so I ended up like cooking for the family. Oh wow! And dang, that was my job: come home from school and cook dinner, and then yeah. that was it. I used to love it. Yeah. My dad was a hard man to please. Everything had to be meat, potatoes, and veg. <laughs> so trying to make like something exotic, like pasta, he wasn't going for it. <laughs> but it was like make one dinner for dad and then one dinner for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's funny. so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of cool though. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, what a cool education. I can't cook for shit. You know, I mean, I could if I tried, but I'm not. I have to follow the directions. Like, okay. She's Miss like Ratatouille. She'll just throw. <laughs> See, I'm like that too. It's like I hate baking because it's like science. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same. I made... Um, Baking is science. Food is art. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, food is I art. made a banana bread because I had some bananas that were going bad. And I was like, well, I'll just experiment with no sugar banana bread. It actually turned out great. That's great. Um, <laughs> but I did... I did something different. I did something wrong. I, I don't know if I forgot something or did too much of something, but it was super, super dense. <laughs> and I know it wasn't just the sugar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, si- baking is, is a science. It's challenging. Yeah. Um, but for people who are listening, who are thinking like, oh, maybe maybe I want to try a sugar detox, but it is, I'm, I'm afraid of it. Like, why do you recommend a sugar detox for people? Oh, just the benefits out of it. <clears throat> like, in 21 days, you can like reset gut health, right? Which is huge. Reset the gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. Then the gut is also known as the second brain. So once you reset that, it improves cognitive health. It improves like just like feelings of happiness. You sleep better because your blood sugar is more balanced throughout the day. And then there's also what everybody wants to do the sugar detox is weight loss, right? <laughs> and that's the main thing. But with doing the sugar detox as well, it's like sitting down and like going through day to day to routines, trying to catch those key places where sugar is hidden. And then also trying to implement it as a lifestyle change. <clears throat> right. That's really where I focus when doing the, the, the sugar detox is to become that lifestyle change. Yeah. So then once your gut health is reset after those 21 days, the minute you introduce something that your body doesn't agree with, your stomach's going to swell up or it's going to get cramping or you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to zap your energy. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to like pinpoint exactly what food it's coming from yeah it's crazy yeah mm-hmm. i need to be careful because i'm going to tel aviv on sunday which is the last day well you're gonna be you're gonna be in tel aviv when this comes out yes i'll be in <laughs> tel aviv so maybe i need to be listening to this and like future alex <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go do ham on the sugar um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i did notice some gut issue issues i guess um Sorry if this makes anyone uncomfortable. We talk about, about, it all talk, the time. Talk no, about poop. You have to. Yes, I agree. Um, but I noticed that I was not going as frequently as I normally do. And then I was talking to another friend of mine who um, is nutritionist, nutritionist in New Jersey, and she was like asking me some questions, and I was thinking about it, like as looking at trying to look at myself as my client, um, and we kind of 
came to the conclusion that maybe it wasn't related to sugar. Maybe it was related to stress. And that's why I wasn't going, which I don't know if you have any different thoughts on that. But It could be, be stressed, right? Because when you get stressed, your body goes into a mode of fight or flight. Yeah. And that mode of fight or flight starts increasing the production of two hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that happens when you start producing that more adrenaline, which is like that go mode, is it suppresses appetite. You don't feel hunger and it stops <clears throat> digestion mm-hmm. because your body will hold on to what other, whatever processes it can save for later. So digestion could have been one. Yeah. So the stress, then it could also be um, not having enough water, dehydration. Mm. Because if you don't have enough water, it's not, your stool is not going to have that liquid. Um, totally. For excretion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely, definitely drinking enough. Okay. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that two weeks in to, like two and a half weeks into no sugar, I was like, Oh, let's just wind up then. So what the consistency of bowel movements is really important as well. Yes. Right. So if you're having like a looser stool, it could have been like if there's it a- wasn't looser stool. I was constipated and it was like I was just backed up. No, prior. to. Oh, that. prior. Yeah. No, I don't think I have. No, I don't have loose stool. OK. Um, if it was like a looser stool, like more frequently, it mm-hmm. could be like a form of like a little bit of IBS or it could be additives and preservatives in food that cause a spasming effect in the GI tract. Yeah. Which, like, a lot of the sugar substitutes can do. Yeah. But I know you eat pretty clean. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't really have that much processed food. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just really interesting. And I, I want someone, like, I want you to do it really strict because I want to know what ha- happens in your body. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd probably... But you did, a, you, did a really, you did a really good job. And, um, like, when he, when he stops drinking... Yeah. He starts to crave sugar more, which oh I'm my like, God. duh, yeah, your duh. body like wants the sugar, yeah. which is funny because I don't really crave alcohol that much, but since not having sugar, I'm like, ooh, I could go for a glass of wine right now, or like, ooh, I'd love a margarita, <laughs> yeah. which is just so funny that we have like opposite responses, yeah. but also the same response, our body's just wanting sugar in yeah. any way it can get it. My immediate, because I do like, I'll do like a couple months a year sober. And my, like, immediate grab in the first week is, like, a pint of, like, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> and I will wolf the whole thing down in one sitting and make myself sick. But um, through the advice of some of my friends, apparently, like, Halo Top is good. Only have a couple bites. Um, Uh-oh. I know. Wait, what? No, Halo Top is bad? I don't like Halo oh, Top. Oh, no! I don't like Halo How Top either. You? How no. dare you? <laughs> so, okay, what I want you to do, you can, like, be the... Uh... Come on, Halo Top. <laughs> you can be like a little test bunny for this. Okay. So one week I want you to eat regular ice cream. Okay. And then no problem done. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> Hard homework. I know. It's like, and then the next week I want you to eat the halo top. Okay. I want you to after twenty minutes after you eat both I want you to try and focus and see how you feel. Okay. Because halo top slogan is like why you eat a cup and you can have a pint. They are filled with sugar alcohols. Yeah. Sugar oh, alcohols. Oh shit. Cause a lot of build up of gas in the gut because it, it causes a lot of like a, abdominal swelling but if you consume too much sugar alcohols they also come with a, a warning <laughs> it's a laxative effect oh god and then cause spasming in the GI tract <laughs> so oh if, no <laughs> so if you pay attention to like how you feel afterwards I would be really curious <laughs> interesting I don't, I don't like Halo Top because they use Stevia or Stevia yeah and I hate 
the taste of any kind of processed sugar like that. Well, stevia is another marketing ploy, right? Yeah. People are just looking for that, like, fix or that. They're like, it's from plants. Yeah, but still processed. When you open the packet, is it still a leaf? Yeah. No. No, No, it's not. It's in a white powder form. Right. So it's far from natural. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, if it has any little bit of. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. No, and a lot of protein powders have stevia oh, in it. Oh, so bad. Like, it's not even stevia. It's like every other. There's a hundred names for sugar. A hundred. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. frightening. And they're coming out with more and more every single like couple of weeks because people are becoming aware of the other ones. So they're like, well, let's have replace this and then like fool people. The sugar industry is like a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's yeah. disgusting. And I'm. Maybe this can be my most embarrassing thing for the week, but I did not know maltodextrin was another name for sugar. Mm. I always thought it was a preservative. Yeah, so with maltodextrin, oh, I've had like a lot of people come to me about it, like even like coaches or uh, like people who talk about nutrition, they're like, oh, maltodextrin is like one of the best sugars for you. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's like comprised of like three different types of starch that is broken down into a powder and meshed together and then added to your food. So uh, there's the brand Organics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The food branch, they're chips. They have organic chips. Mm-hmm. It's one brand avoid like the plague. They put the word organic in front of maltodextrin. So it's like, how can something be organic? If, if it's, it's made processed and man-made. Well, isn't it because yeah. can't they technically get away with it? Because the, the, the legal, de- well, not the legal definition, but the definition of organic is contains carbon? No. It's, no. no. They know what they're doing? Yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> so what they're doing is like using like organic vegetables to make the maltodextrin. Which... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay. I got that. That's some bullshit yeah. right there. It really is. And yeah. the, the post that I made about the organic versus non-organic It's like you have to look at the back of packaging because the front of packaging, like the salt and vinegar chips says organic and you think it's the better product and then you turn it over. There's more ingredients. There's three different types of sugar compared to the non-organic, which is less ingredients, still has maltodextrin, but it doesn't have the other two types of sugar, which I can't remember what they were. Maybe brown rice syrup and something else. What do you think is going to happen? In the next 200 years, because America's already obese as fuck. Like, what's going to happen in the next 200 years? Because people don't care about this right now. I think there's a huge change. Like, there is, like, more change. Also, I think it also depends on the age of the person, right? So when you're, like, from 18, well, when you're younger and then go to, like, 26, you really don't care about your diet, right? You're just about, like, having fun, going out, like, eating on the go. You have all the sustained energy. And then by 27, 28, you're like... Oh, I'm getting older. They're like, I'm running out of juice here. Yeah, I need to change. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's really when people start to care about their diet. So it depends on the age of the individual. And it, in 200 years, I don't know. I actually, that's yeah. a great question. Though. I mean, I just think about it because like, we're, we don't still don't understand gut biome. People are like weirded out with like mm-hmm. fecal transplants and like stuff like that. I've listened to like a bunch of podcasts on like fecal transplants. I'm like fascinated <laughs> by it, right? Because it's like maybe you can talk a little bit more about it. Um, but or I would love to hear like your stance on something like that. But like overall, in general, uh, like where you think, what do you think the most important someone who is like my age, like thirty four, can do to kind of fix fix everything that's going on? If I haven't been super mindful about what I'm putting in my body. 
just trying to like switch out for like organic like meats and grass fed do you eat meat i mean sometimes no i eat okay. meat the only time i eat meat is when i'm not here and gotcha. i think that that's like when the meat that you eat is not organic is not grass fed because you're getting it at that's not necessarily true all the time but yeah most of the time well i didn't i didn't say it was all the time you were gonna but... say bodega meat like stay away from sliced meat. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. deli meats. They're yeah. just <laughs> but just like burritos or um, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah, so it's more so like cleaning up the diet, right? Trying to get as much variety of different colors from fruits and vegetables, right? Because the more color that's in the diet, the more antioxidants and nutrients and phytonutrients you're getting. That helps your body heal on a cellular <clears throat> level, which is really really important. Right. Also. Those all fruits and vegetables and the whole grains are known as our prebiotics. So they are oh. once we break down the plant food and then start digesting it into the gut, it helps build that gut bacteria. Right. Then with the uh, probiotics is going to be the bacteria that's already in like yogurt. Wow. And strain. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely getting more of those. Yeah. It's paying attention to stress levels too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just talking to someone who's a um, a client who's um, an optometrist, and she wants to start bringing more holistic approach, like holistic medicine, into her practice. And um, she was talking about um, there was a study for glaucoma that they gave, um, and I don't know much about the science and the what goes on in your eye. So I'm going to do my best to explain this. But um, they were given, two different groups were given eye drops to reduce, to reduce the pressure, so to help with their glaucoma. And then one was given the eye drops and they were given an hour of medit- mindfulness meditation in the beginning of the day. And 100% of that group had a reduced... Swelling like, of the swelling. nerves in the inside of yes. the eye. Yes. And it made me think of you because... Yeah, your you just had an eye exam. Yeah, my eye doctor said like she's like I'm not necessarily worried about it because both of your eyes are the same, but they look pretty. Your you this might be early onset glaucoma, which like kind of freaked me out. But I mean, and yeah, she she just mentioned (laughs) stress. Oh yeah, and um, totally. So stress, sugar, and salt are the things you should definitely limit. Oh, I've been having a shitload of salt recently. That's probably why. So if you have like high blood, how's your blood pressure? It's normal. It's always the same. Like, Mm. it's weird. Like always 120 over 80. Oh. I don't know. Oh. But even if you are having like a lot of uh, sodium, right, that's going to, is going to affect the body. The sugar too. And stress. So stress is one of the the most dangerous things because it's a mere thought that ignites it. So it's like the same way as you get like butterflies in your stomach. Mm. Right? So you think about something that gives you all this excitement and then instantly without even like, it's hard to suppress it, right? Mm-hmm. Even like now as we're talking about it, I'm sure you're thinking about something that's like, <laughs> yeah, totally. oh yeah, I'm relating to that and yeah. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So with that stress response is, uh, can have the negative effect. So it's going to like have that rush of cortisol, have that rush of stress hormone, mm. right? It's going to hold on to body weight. It's going to uh, be worse around like the stomach area but also the rush of adrenaline as well it's like that pressure so a lot of people when they feel stressed you can literally feel it tingling through your body wow. yeah. right so that is going your blood goes all the way around your body right from your heart all the way down to your toes and back up through right, your head right. yeah. so if you are having that stress it's affecting your blood flow which 
Yeah. It affect the blood flow at the back of your eyes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Damn. All right. No um, sodium, no sugar. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going for it. <laughs> well, no stress. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> easy. So easy. Um, <laughs> but salt is, um, like sodium is an essential mineral that mm-hmm. we all need. So if someone were to do no sodium, are they going to be missing out on this mineral that they need? That's a great question. So with sodium, yeah, you know the way when you have like a marathoner and they just get over the finishing line and then they drop dead? Yes. Right? So that is like yeah. they flushed out all their electrolytes. Yes. So once they've sweated out all their electrolytes and, their, and for muscle contraction, we need sodium and the heart is the biggest muscle. Mm-hmm. So with the heart, the heart only needs about 200 milligrams of sodium per day. Mm-hmm. That's to maintain muscle contraction. The average American diet has over 5,000 milligrams of sodium <laughs> per day. I mean, I'm not surprised. Right? Yeah. So it's added into everything. Like, even when you go, like, Chipotle is, like, one of the worst for it. When you go in and you, to Chipotle, you'll see the uh, the little salt shaker oh, yeah. that's next to it. That's telling you that there's over 2,300 milligrams of sodium in that one meal. And that is Shit. the maximum amount you're allowed to, uh, you're supposed to have a day. 2300 milligrams now to equate that into something that we can all understand that's like a a, a heap teaspoon of salt in that one meal Ugh. wow right so really, i believe it yeah i believe it so for muscle contraction all you need is like a pinch of salt on your food that's mm-hmm. for just to add right before you sit down and yeah. eat but depending on the the foods as well it can occur naturally like in like tomatoes or tomatoes um, <laughs> <laughs> so um so it, it's yeah, it is good. And by removing prepackaged foods from the diet and switching over to more <clears throat> fruits and vegetables, a person's consumption of sodium can go from 5,000 milligrams all the way down to 500 milligrams. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I totally believe it. When I, when I cook for myself and my clients, I do my best to not salt my foods when I cook yeah. until after. And then if I feel I need it, then I'll salt it after. Um, but that took a lot of training and even still, sometimes I fall into my habits of salt and peppering something before putting it into the oven. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I could definitely be more aware of the salt yeah. because I do think that's a bigger issue for me than the sugar. <laughs> so kind of like a, another question going along with this prebiotics, mm-hmm. are they a thing or is it, is it bullshit? Like Pre not it, within food, both. So I know probiotics Pills. are good for you prebiotic pills is that like prebiotic pills are going to be the same thing that you're going to be, you get from the fruits and vegetables if you're eating a diet that's high in in fiber and the fruits and vegetables you don't need anything at the end of the day what really matters is that you're nourishing your body with real food mm-hmm. and not relying on a pill so with so many people they want that quick fix and it's like you know what I'm going to take this prebiotic or probiotic and, you know, it's going to help me go to the bathroom and be healthy, but I'm going to go eat pizza and drink beer all night <laughs> with my buddies and then, like, the pill doesn't work. Yeah. It's, I've always I've always said that with um, commercials for, like, heartburn medication. Side effects. And then, and then they're, like, they show them eating the, like, hot dogs or, like, at a street fair. I'm like, or... <sighs> Don't eat that shit food, and then you won't have heartburn. Like, wow. Yeah, but it feels good in my mouth, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually had a, a, a friend who was going through a lot of, like, IBS symptoms, but wasn't sure where to go with it. So um, we were, like, talking about, like, her diet. And then 
I was like, make an appointment with your doctor and see if you can get some allergy testing done to see if there's any like specific food allergy. And she <laughs> called up the doctor's office and went to make an appointment with the secretary. And then the doctor texted her back and said, hey, uh, instead of coming in for the appointment, I can write you a prescription right now. <gasps> she texted her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then she was like, so this, if you like for medication that will decrease the symptoms oh. so you can still go on eating the way that you're eating. Oh, oh gross. No, 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 no. But then it's like, she asked me my opinion on it and I was like, legally, I cannot give you an opinion on it. You have to come to it by the decision by yourself. I cannot go over ahead of a doctor. Nobody can. Yeah. So she was like, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, think about it. Uh, she made the right decision and started went the holistic route and then like wow. s- knows exactly her food triggers <clears throat> to avoid wow. them without having to take a pill every day. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I just want to be mindful of time. It's, uh, yeah, three. we're okay. okay. I'm just going to look at the train schedule. Um, different note, but kind of the same. Cause you were mentioning, um, gut biome. Do you know much about clonics? No. Okay. I don't either. I only know a little bit. And I'm intrigued only because I just think, like, poop is so fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, like, want to know what it is like. But I've never done one before. My friend um, does them every once in a while. But she was, and I might be getting this wrong, but she was born with an underdeveloped something. And I can't remember. But she's always had bowel problems her entire life. Um, she's lucky if she goes, like, once a month. Wow. Yes. Really, Amy. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Amy. I'll take, yeah. But she, um, she was a vegetarian when I met her, and she's very health conscious and knows her body very well, and she would take these natural, um, like, supplements to help her go regularly, and I called them her poop, her poop pills. Oops, sorry. Um, her poop pills, and I was like, I wonder what would happen to my body if I took one. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity. Don't leave the apartment while you test that one, Ed. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I took one, and uh, I went a lot. <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, but she gets them sometimes because her body doesn't isn't able to flush out everything right. as normal people do. So, um, but yeah, I'm just so curious and I was wondering if you had any... A friend of mine has like a, a wellness center um, in Harlem and mm-hmm. she focuses a lot on the clonics. Yeah. I'm not well versed in it. But yeah. I do believe in making sure that you're having like healthy excretions and getting rid of all that metabolic waste that can build up in the body. Right? Yeah. So if you're eating the average American diet, which is fast food, convenience foods, those foods do not support the body at all. They're called calorie-dense foods. Yeah. yeah. So And they metabolize so much faster, but there's nothing that's going to excrete it from the body, right? Yeah. Because that's going to be the fiber. So if you're not pooping and getting bloated and feeling like weighed down, it's the buildup of all that metabolic waste that needs to get the hell out of your body. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And there's doing a little bit, just like a little <sighs> bit of research that I've done, there's like two sides of it that's saying like, your body can get rid of this on your own. You don't need water to help flush it out. But then there's are some that says like it can't 
your body can't, there's still some that's like stuck to the lining and so you do need a little extra help. So scientifically, you definitely need the water. You definitely need that lubrication because yeah. if not, that's how you're going to get hemorrhoids or you're going to get like fissures or little yeah. te- microscopic tears on the inside of your colon as you're, as you are trying to excrete. And yeah. It's, it's sore. It's right. hard. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. I don't know. I've heard, <clears throat> from the podcast that I did listen to, and I'm no expert, clearly, but I've heard mixed reviews on colonics. Yeah, because like, yeah. isn't your body supposed to just do what it's supposed to do? But yeah, then I mean, that's kind of you drink a lot saying. of water. Also, yeah. I've heard of people drinking like other like slimier liquids, like um, aloe vera. Is an aloe vera one of those? Like, so aloe vera comes another one thing that comes with a warning that if con- if consumed in excess, does have a laxative effect in the body because sure. it's going to cause the GI the spasming tracts. <laughs> GI tract. Yeah. So with the aloe vera is a natural laxative, but when people purchase it in like some, I don't know, like bevy or something, a beverage, or if they're doing like a weight loss, what they're actually doing is giving their weight loss power to a product instead of like focusing on their own diet and what's going to work with their body. Yes. Money, money, money. Snaps. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. There, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter um but they wanted to try this program this like weight loss program where oh it was at the yoga studio this girl was asking me a bunch of questions about her diet and whatnot and she's just like i just feel like i've been kind of extra bloated recently and i just have this little bit of weight that i just can't seem to shake and she was asking me if if i'd ever heard about this one doctor which i can't remember their name but they sell this um plan where it's like I think it's two weeks or something and they send you a lot of recipes and they send you a lot of supplements and stuff and essentially you have this shake in the morning and then like have something like real food for lunch and then the shake for dinner and I was like stop right there (laughs) I've heard enough I don't need to hear anymore you need the real food that you're talking about in the beginning of the lunch. Like you need to be having that breakfast and dinner. The second you start to do this shake, like, Uh. yeah, sure. You might lose weight. You might lose a little bit of bloat, but as soon as you go back to your regular diet, like it's all going to come back. And if you're doing this just for weight and just to feel better, you need to focus on the foods that you do eat. And she was talking about how she thinks that gluten might upset her stomach. And I was like, well, why don't you just, before you spend, $700 on this two-week program. Cut gluten out. Yes. Cut gluten out completely. Be really strict about it and then add it in in a very small amount and see how your body feels. Yeah. That's a much cheaper way. And then you can do this, like, elimination diet and add one thing in at a time. Yeah. And see how you feel. Because that's what's going to get you feeling better, not just eliminating a bunch of stuff and having shakes in the morning and dinner. No, it's just, it's back to that quick fix. Yeah. So like with the, the sugar detox, the one thing that I do for the 21 days is you're not allowed to weigh yourself because with Weight that. Watchers, it drives me insane because yeah. they have this stupid point system that makes food so restrictive and it kind of like takes the fun away from eating because food should be enjoyed. Yeah. Right. So weddings, funerals, everything that we do, we celebrate with food or Mm -hmm. it's like we mourn with food. Mm -hmm. Even when you think about like memories growing up at Christmas or holidays, right? Centered around food. I'm Catholic, so that's why I'm going to the Catholic. Oh, me, yeah. Well, (laughs) not Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So with 
that usually what you think about is like sitting around the table, whether it's like family fighting or you're having <laughs> like, a, like a good time. It's food. Right. Yeah. right? You get a sense. Uh, you're walking down the street and you get a, like a smell. And it can instantly transport you back to your childhood, right? So there's that connection with food. Mm-hmm. With Weight Watchers, they go on the point system and they're like, okay, come in for like your weekly weigh-in and then we'll see you later. With that, clients will, people in general, will starve themselves the day before so mm-hmm. that they'll have the, the weight, the number on the scale to go down. Mm-hmm. Then they'll go weigh themselves be absolutely famished and their blood sugar is like <laughs> plummeted hangriness has kicked in yeah. and then the minute they walk out of the office they're going to go get some fast food something that whatever they can get and yep. probably over consume <sighs> yep. because they're hangry and the body goes into the way that our ancestors did right when they like hunter gathers they would kill an animal and then they didn't know where their next meal was good coming mm-hmm. from so they'd eat it Overconsume, yeah, and we still have that in us, right? Mm-hmm. Tuned in our brains that when we wait too long in between meals, that we're like, oh my god, feed me, feed me now. It's like mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, just give it to me, shove it in my mouth, and let me like yeah. eat something. Yeah, and that's what happens with Weight Watchers. So with the sugar detox, I make sure that you're not allowed to weigh yourself. What I do ask is. I actually don't ask for the picture. I just like say, take a picture of yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. in workout clothes every single Sunday to see the transition. Mm. And because we're our own worst critic as well, everybody yeah. can see their own flaws and not their successes. Yeah. But when you have like the pictures to go side by side and then it's like, oh, like, you know, it is a little bit like narrower around my yeah. waist or my arms or the clothes are fitting better. Yeah. Then that's like also knowing that you're eating foods that work with your body. Yeah. And then 20 minutes after you eat, always check in and just being like, how do I feel? Am I bloated? Am I lethargic? <clears throat> do I have energy? Do I not have energy? Yeah. And these are all key indicators to like how our body digests food. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your sugar detox program, that's something that anyone can do anywhere and you do send you send them recipes so of things to eat or it's I developed into a twelve week program now. Okay. So it would be um it's educational videos it's breaking down the science and then Mm -hmm. also the psychology to trying to get the science and then apply it to your own life yeah see like where your own triggers are coming from what can be changing your own food habits and then with the the modules there's like 18 modules and then every week there's like a webinar that we all come in chat see how everybody's doing uh, so it's like a whole support group. I love so that. Anybody can do it. Doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have the Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Then you do get like homework assignments. Yes. Right? Homework assignments to make sure that it's like you're actually learning this and like applying it to your own right, life and right, not right, yeah. like, oh, here, let me pay for this program and then never show up. Yeah. And then with the the recipes, they get recipes as well, and also a food tracking app that that I use. So I add them to my portal and then. They can take pictures of the foods they're eating and then cool. ask questions and actually give real feedback on the foods that they're actually eating. That is it too much food? Is the portion size too big? Yeah. Is, are they getting the right nutrients? So, wow, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. And where can, they, where can people find that? It'll be on my website. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So What's your website? Lorraine Kearney Nutrition, soon to be New York City Nutrition. Oh. So rebranding. I like it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's exciting. A lot of changes going on. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any other last sugar things that you would like to talk about or mention? 
Yes. So definitely with reading ingredient lists, it can be kind of confusing because there's so many like long words or scientific names. Right. Mm-hmm. So definitely trying to keep it as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the my version of sugar detox, you can even have like bread in it. Right. Oh wow. Bread and complex carbs, I mean, as long as they're whole wheat and a good quality, because they are going to be filled with fiber as well as slow down the rate of digestion, so they're good. Cool. Um. With the ingredient list is trying to identify those sugars. So anything that ends in O-S-E is going to be the scientific name for sugar. Glucose, mm. fructose, sucrose. Yep. Right? So look for those. Then after that, the sugar alcohols, mm-hmm. which is anything that ends in O-L. Sorbitol, xylitol, right? So the O-L is going to tell you that's the sugar alcohol. Wow. And then with uh, anything that has dextrin, which would be one. Mm-hmm. And then look for the basic names, which is like syrup, Corn. actual mm-hmm. sugar, honey, the ones that we can really identify. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. That's a really nice tip. Um, yeah. yeah. If people want to find you on Instagram, where can they find you? At Lorraine Kearney Nutrition. Cool. Um, awesome. Did you, do you have anything stupid or embarrassing that happened to you in the last week-ish or so? I think stupid or embarrassing embarrassing things happen to me all the time uh-huh. <laughs> you know what it's like at the stage I just like wipe it off my shoulder and be like Good oh well pick myself up yeah. <laughs> um, no but what I was thinking I was going through like my pictures last night and a couple of weeks ago some guy from California sent me a message which was like 5 o'clock in the morning Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it was so nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't know who you are. And he was like, I met you in the bar. And oh, I was like, no, no, you didn't. didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. And he was like, wait, you're kidding me, right? He was like, is your name like X? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm in New York. And he was like, stop it. And we're going, it was quite entertaining at this point. So I just kept like messaging back. Uh, so then he ended up starting sending me his picture. And oh. he was like, so what do you look like? Are you cute? And I was no. like, no, done. But. <laughs> The way that they, the messaging went to where he, uh, that moment when I was like, I'm in New York. And he was like, wait, what? And he could actually, like, when I was reading the messages, I could really, like, hear his, like, shock. So that would be one. Oh, my God. That's great. That's perfect. That's yeah. so funny. Because it is embarrassing for him, but funny for you. Oh, my God. It was, it was med my day. Dude. Someone yeah. tried to drop Alex a dick pic on the subway. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that my um, airdrop was on everyone and not just Shut my contacts. Up. Yes. Yes, I luckily like clicked out of it very, I was reading an email on my phone and so I like clicked out of it really quickly and then afterwards I was like, oh, that was a dick pic. Like Fight oh, Club, like yeah. Fight Club style. And wow. I was looking around the train, assuming that whoever sent it was also <laughs> looking. Like... No one, no one was acting suspicious, no one was, so then I was like, either someone has a really what good a... poker face or someone in the next train maybe did it. What a weird time to be alive. Oh. Well, it happened to me like a number of years ago as well. There was a guy on the train and he was wearing sweatpants, but he had his dick hanging out like with the oh, section. Gosh. But I didn't notice because he was wearing like a long shirt. So it was like 11.30 at night oh. and he was holding the pole and I was like sitting on the side and the next thing he'd rattle the coins in his pocket. So it's like, you know, it catches oh, your attention no. and you look. Oh. And then he would do a lunge. <gasps> And then uh, I was like, oh my God, what oh am God. I actually seeing? I, I was like, go. I gotta go. Shit. I'm like, oh, oh God. And then I was like, okay. Next minute, he jingles the coins again. Instant, looked again. He did a lunge. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh no. But it's like how it like catches wow. your attention. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's That guy is smart and that's what's extra disgusting about yeah. it. 
Wow. Gross. Super gross. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Well, that Anything, really came to a so surprising end. was the text message, like, funniest and most embarrassing thing that happened to you? Well, it was embarrassing for him. There you go. Me. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I probably slipped and fell at some stage, but there's nothing I can do <laughs> to my head right now. Yeah. Why is it clots? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know. Super embarrassing. Um, uh, not embarrassing, but, like, something that I was like, humans are awful. Um, and it was kind of embarrassing for her. I was at work, like, doing something with film. And I was, like, directing this thing, and, like, I walk over to the guy, and he's got this shirt on, and he has, it's, like, a janitor shirt that he's putting over his suit jacket. So, like, I walk over to him, and his lapel mic is on, and I see that his shirt is going to hit the lapel mic, so I'm, like, walking over to fix it. And this woman, who works at this place, was like, you can't do that. You can't, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to make noise. It's going to, that's going to make noise. You can't do that. And I was like, thank you. You can go now. I was just like, I was like, thank you. You can leave now. Like trying to be like, because yeah. she was not a film person. She wasn't with me. She was like part of like some, That's I was strange. like, who are you? Number one. Like, why are you? Get out of Get here. Out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. That was my like, maybe like ranty moment. <laughs> um, I had a something funny that happened to me on Sunday. I was having rehearsal, a dance rehearsal in California for my thesis piece, but I was on FaceTime trying to like, orchestrate it so I was sitting on the floor with my computer and my brother is staying with me with us right now and I he left and then like an hour 30 minutes or so later I hear someone walk up to the door and like jangling and I was like oh he must have needed to come back for something so I reached over and opened the door and we know our downstairs neighbors because uh she used to work with him and it was Lana standing in front of our door with her keys in our in our door and we just started busting up laughing because we realized she had accidentally walked one extra floor up and assumed that this was her apartment because she lives like literally right there i've actually done that in the dark and like gone into their apartment on accident in the dark and be like oh shit like i was in the shower i've i've been on my phone before and without thinking walked up to their apartment and it wasn't because i was looking down where i noticed oh that's not my doormat and then i like walked upstairs but it we laughed about it for quite some time i was like girl you walked up one extra flight that you did not need to do (laughs) getting those steps in yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh that was so funny yeah well thank you so much for coming really appreciate it i think uh i think i got some work for cut out for myself yeah so so if people want to find you now before you change your website Lorraine Kearney Nutrition. Dot com. Kearney with a K. Mm-hmm. And same on Instagram. <laughs> same yes. on Insta, yeah. And yeah. We'll put a link in. Yeah, we will. Link we'll link everything. Cool. Um, thank you so much. This was so thank great. You. I'm. I'll report back as to what happens in Tel Aviv when I have sugar. Yeah. And you know what song is going to carry us out? What? Sugar. <laughs> yes, please. You know what? I was thinking about that song today uh, when I was like trying to do my Instagram caption. And I was like, thought about putting that in there. Yeah. It's too funny. <laughs> Didn't Chance do a cover of that? I think he did, yeah. yeah. I, I think we might be able to get the rights to that. Yes. I'm going to work Let's on it. Let's do it. it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>